Hey nerds, welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, the paper nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. For this February episode, I am trying something a little different with Amy Lowenberg, who many of you may know as my co-host on the Paper Planes Cocktail Hour podcast. We decided that since we always tag team to interview various subjects, it might be kind of fun to turn the tables on each other since we never asked each other design questions. Thus, you can hear me interviewed on this month's the Paper Plane Cocktail Hour podcast, and I am having Amy here. This is actually not Amy's first drop into the paper fold. She was here in November of 2020, but honestly, it feels like a lifetime ago. We actually announced the creation of the Paper Planes Cocktail Hour podcast on that episode. That's how long ago it was, and everyone was just starting to gear up for in-person trade shows again. These days, you can find Amy in and about the aisles of New York now, but she is also ever-present on social media, sharing incredible content like her store tours on Instagram, as well as her Spotlight New York Now podcast. However, at her core, Amy considers herself to be a champion for people, for product, and for paving new lanes for mutually beneficial and treasured relationships that celebrate the love for what we do and why we do it. Amy is a New York City native who has lived on both coasts as well as the Midwest, eventually returning to New York to forge a path in the world of design and decor. Her career began managing stores and districts, leading successful sales and purchasing teams with a keen focus on business development and making important partnerships along the way. Her passion for product was evident when buying for the iconic New York City gift and stationery store, Kate's Papery, and then the 130 location mini department store, Blue Tulip. She then created the first ever purchasing program for the nonprofit Housing Works. Currently, Amy is the Senior Relations Manager for several Emerald Exposition markets. Her high-level experience combined with insight on the shifting industry patterns allows her to be an invaluable resource for our incredible community of retailers, vendors, and industry professionals. I'll say I am lucky enough to get to work closely with Amy on our podcast every month, and it's my pleasure to have her back here again. Amy will join me right after this. Hey nerds, it is once again that time to shout out the simply exquisite sponsor of this podcast. Yes, I can only be speaking of the one and only Girl with Knife, your BFF in paper goods and now home decor. Alicia Castaldi is the one-woman dynamo driving this ever-expanding lifestyle brand. Last spring, she won the highly coveted and highly competitive 2022 Artist of the Year Award from the Greeting Card Association, but it's a new year now. And fortunately for us all, Alicia has dubbed 2023 the year of the iconic bitch. Better yet, she has released a slew of spectacular new designs, all sprung from her nimble knife, and it all promises to completely slay not just you, but anyone who crosses their path. First up are a plethora of pillows sure to make you swoon. Girl with Knife's dreamy and powerful iconic bitch pattern will drop your jaw and stop you in your tracks. It features an evening garden filled with blush flowers and one rather enigmatic butterfly, aka the iconic bitch in the wild. It's available in 16 by 16 and 20 by 20 inch sizes, as well as a lumber pillow to soothe your bitch of a back. As I mentioned, Girl with Knife is a lifestyle brand, which means that if anyone does 
design speaks to you, you can take a deep dive into that vibe. So there's also an iconic bitch candle as well as a gift wrap. And get ready for this, a diary of an iconic bitch for all your most private thoughts and plots. Personally, however, I cannot get enough of the iconic bitch message adorning not just a gold foiled greeting card, but art prints in two sizes, also gold foiled. It reads, remember, you're an infinitely iconic bitch having a human experience. I can't think of anyone who wouldn't benefit from hearing that. I know I sure did when Alicia kindly popped one in the mail for me. This is just a tiny taste of the brilliant newness hatched by this Palm Springs house of design. Although Alicia's vision extends to home decor as well as luxury home design, with her knife houses becoming a recurring HGTV feature, what I adore most about this completely American-designed and manufactured range is that at its core is the humble greeting card. With every last card design, Alicia brings her mischievous yet sophisticated perspective to the table, and they accordingly pack an emotional yet polished punch. And that, my friends, is why Alicia is stacking up awards like some of us hoard shoes. She helps us all be our most powerful and enchanting selves. So whether you are a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express yourself or in the trade like me, I can't wait for you to experience this fantastic world. Head on over to girlwithknife, all spelled out, dot com and get your shop started. I guarantee your stationery, as well as your living and workspaces, will slay. Amy, welcome to the paper fold. Oh my gosh. Hi, Sarah. It's so funny to be on the other side of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so glad you're here. It's really fun. This is a really fun experiment. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to steal a phrase from you, I'm just going to get into it with the first question. Let's go. So, so the way we started working together on paper planes, it always kind of reminds me of that scene in Goodfellas where the childhood Ray Liotta character is introduced to the childhood Joe Pesci character and essentially told they're going to crime together. Um so instead of criming, we podcast, <laughs> but I would love to know a little bit of your backstory of how you came to do the Paper Planes podcast with me. Well, first of all, I, I have to say, I think it's absolutely hysterical because Goodfellas has got to be one of my favorite movies. And I know I never told you that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. Like whenever it's on, no matter if it's edited for TV, if it's not in letterbox, like I always have to watch it. It's I, I literally one of my I can tell you the exact same thing. It's like no matter like it's always on somewhere. It doesn't matter what part of the movie it's in. I will just I will stop and watch it every time. I mean Come on, you got like Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, like you think I'm funny? Funny how? Funny like a clown? Do I amuse you? I mean, that's got to be like one of the best ones. <laughs> I had you going. I had you going. <laughs> I love I love that film. And I love the childhood Tommy and the childhood Harry, like when they're like robbing cigarette trucks together. <laughs> and Meanwhile, like you and I are running down the aisles like, we need cards. <laughs> like we just started, someone just hand us handed us these reins and like told us to get going with it. And we did during COVID. We did. 
Um, I had known you, but I did not know you well. You did yep. not know me well. We yep. like yep. started this project and, yeah. you know, yeah. like. I will give you a little bit of the backstory. Um, Let's hear it. So first of all, just bravo for mentioning Goodfellas. <laughs> um, <laughs> but getting back to the paper playing cocktail hour. Um, it's been over two years now with us. Uh, it has been just a blast every single step of the way. Um, but the, the podcast originally was developed because New York Now was rolling out our expanded gift and stationery section for Winter 22. And we were having deep conversations about that. You know, you know me, I know you, National Stationery Show. We can't not mention that. We played both big roles in that. I bought from it. You are you and you were in it and everything that you did for it, the stationery trends and everything. So um, we were having deep conversations about that. And I suggested that we connect with a strong paper industry person or people for promotion. And, you know, it just makes perfect sense that we would reach out to you, Sarah Schwartz. Um, you know, <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so flattered. It's been so much fun. And I have to say, it informs my understanding of the community to kind of see your challenge. I mean, not like there's a lot of challenges, but, but you know, what goes into yeah. putting on a trade show? I have only seen it as an attendee, really. Yeah. No, absolutely. And you can say challenges. Of course there are. There are challenges in every production and any event that anybody does. Um, it just, it just, it made perfect sense that we connect with you. Um, and then of course we were like, we were strengthening our, our podcast platform. I was doing, the New York now spotlight, you were like knee deep in paper fold, I believe. By then. Yes. Right? So it just, it just seemed really reasonable that you and I would join forces. And then, you know, we invited you in for a brainstorming and then you and I splintered off and kind of came up with the paper playing cocktail hour. Um, and I too, I've gained so much knowledge about the industry working with you alongside of you with our amazing cast of characters that we've had over the last two years. Oh my God. You know, I've, I've learned so much more about the industry, about different categories um, within. I'm sorry, my dog is barking. <laughs> the sounds of 2020 in 2023. Yeah, that was yeah. your term. I yes. loved it. <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to go away. Um, and that's okay, you know, and that it, we'll talk about what we talk about later too. Like there are things that don't go away, but um being able to develop the knowledge and the new friends that I've met. Um, I have deep admiration for the crazy paper, paper people, you know, and everything that goes into every aspect of their business, um, you know, and, and I've just, I've had so much fun. I mean, I, I just, I could sit here and list all the names, but the right. one that always comes to mind is just how hard we laughed with um, Roland and Jocelyn from Oman. <laughs> that was like kind of like our first real, like that was kind of like, we were doing great episodes then, but we were just sort of starting to hit our stride when we had yeah. them on. <laughs> yeah, we had we had, we had had a comfort there, but we, we've had some great stars. We've had, um, you know, artists and designers and retailers and industry strong people. And we've been able to highlight events that are so important to, to you and I and this, you know, lovely group of people that we're connected with. And so, I mean, that's kind of essentially how it started. And, and right. I'm grateful for it because you and I 
you and I were like ships that passed in the night, right? Right. Like Correct. We were, we were going to the same places, but like when I was pulling in to Harbor, you were leaving and then, mm-hmm. you know, and so we just, we never really got to know each other. And, and so I can formally say here in front of everybody, like what a, how grateful I am that I can call you friend and, and you've, you've helped me in a lot of ways, even in my job that has nothing Uh-oh. to do with paper. So thank you. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. It's been it's been so amazing, you know, getting getting acquainted and working with you and and just sort of like navigating this terrain. I, you know, with the publication, you know, it turns into such an intellectual exercise often that I sort of forget that anybody reads it. And I think the same thing kind of <laughs> happens with the podcast. Like we put so much into putting out an episode often when it comes out, it's often like a little anti-climatic. Yeah. And uh, so it's just been a really, it's just been a really cool process. And anytime we do get feedback from our listeners, like yesterday, I just shared a message yeah. with you that someone sent on Instagram where they liked our, um, our layout, our approach last year. I was like, wow, people are listening. It It yeah. is making an impact. Um, you know, it, and, uh, people feel, I, I still feel like people feel very isolated. And so this is a way, you know, we check in with everybody once a month. Yeah. You know. you know, I mean, we know the world has changed and we know what we're coming out of. And, you know, we, we still need to, we, we, we just need to look forward at, at this point. But, you know, in any sort of cataclysmic event, there are always residual effects. Totally. And, you know, even though I can go out and I'm going to markets just as you are, I know you were all over the place, you know, like I'm going into stores. Uh, I still, I work remote now. I'm, I'm a little more reserved. You know, I, I went to my office downtown for the first time and I was like, People, there was only three there, you know, but I was like, people. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> you just get used to the energy in your, in your own workspace and, you know, and, you know, the energy of your cat, you have a cat, right? So it's just like you, I and, do. Your I have the you and your cat and it's me and my dog like, <laughs> 90% of the time. nerds, one thing that I truly cherish about our community is all the powerful and inspiring women in it. I am so fortunate and grateful that I not only get to share so much amazing stationary design in the paper nerd and stationary trends, but more often than not, I get acquainted with a marvelous new friend in the process who, through their work, helps me be my best self in my life. As a result, I get nearly as emotionally invested in these brands as the makers themselves are. That is definitely the case with Kitty Meow Boutique, a Chicago house of paper and gifts founded by Katherine Hildner. Now, I find that most compelling brands out there have a core philosophy or vibe from which all product flows. In the case of Kitty Meow, these exquisitely designed paper goods are fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. Now, what woman out there can use some of that? And I know most women have several friends who can also use a big dose of that, especially coming from someone they care about. For example, one of her best-selling birthday cards isn't going to mock your age or reference wrinkles or bad backs. Instead, it reads, another year of the world being graced with beautiful, fabulous you. Happy birthday. 
that's absolutely ingenious, but it's not just about that smart, supportive copy. Visually, the range is paper fashion too. It's the stationary equivalent of perusing clothes in your favorite boutique and discovering that one gem that truly speaks to you. Think sleek layouts with evocative type to intensify each design into a stunning masterpiece. Whether you are witty or sweet, these polished, brilliant offerings elevate every card exchange into a meaningful, memorable experience. The sender looks brilliant, stylish, and witty, and the receiver gets her socks knocked off for a classic win-win. Also, I can't go any further without mentioning Kat's Entrepreneur Collection. Without getting too nerdy, I think these kinds of offerings are really important culturally for women as we establish our own old squirrel network, so to speak, but with more feminine vernacular and style. So one particularly sharp number reads, your business means the world to me. Just thought you should know. Or how about you are more than a customer, you're like family love and appreciate you. These are the types of offerings that tell me not only is Catherine approaching the stationary market thoughtfully, but truly impacting the way we interact with each other. To a very large degree, stationary trends, the paper nerd, and the paper folds are my life, so the way I interact with my clients and readers is an extension of me. Any of those designs help me look good as I appreciate those who help me build my businesses. However, Kitty Meow Boutique goes beyond greeting cards to encompass party and desk offerings as well as gifts with the same powerful messaging. Think notebooks, notepads, writing tools, cocktail napkins. Whether you are at work or at play by yourself or hanging with your crew, there is something to uplift and inspire. And speaking of inspiring, Catherine has been very busy coming up with new designs for 2023. She's releasing about 20 new cards plus new notebook and notepad offerings. There is no more polished way to stay organized and on task as you keep track of your game plan for life. So whether you want to catch up with your bestie on her birthday or plot your plan to take over the world, you'll find all the necessary tools here. For my friends in the trade, Kitty Meow Boutique is also available wholesale. Shop it on Fair 24-7. And finally, if you are not seeing Kitty Meow Boutique on the shelves of your favorite card and paper shop, ask the owner to stock it and join the family of over 1,000 stores across the nation. All this beauty and brilliance starts at kittymeowboutique.com. So head on over, kitty cats, and tell them Sarah sent you. I know this is somewhat of a loaded question, but I, I really want to ask what changes you have seen in our industry since you first got into it. And I am speaking like... You were a buyer at Kate's Paperie. The name Kate's Paperie, by the way, it still like makes a certain type of person yeah, be no. like, oh, Kate's. A lot has changed since the, I loved Kate's. I mean, we, it was, oh, yeah. uh, the Soho store was near my office um, when Gibson Deck was in, um, was on Hudson Street. And I used to go there all the time. Uh, mm. And I, I loved it. I, it informed me, it informed my job. And it was a New York retail landmark, and uh, but a lot has changed. So I want to know, like, from your perspective, what, like, where, where are we now, and where were we then? Like, okay, for, well. from your perspective, briefly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> well, <laughs> sure. 
freaking loaded question, Sarah. Thank you very Sorry. much. Sorry. No, really simple. <laughs> My cerebral friend. Um, I, I will also say, like, depending on the year, you and I could have been in the same store at the same time because, you know, you never know. Um, totally. So, okay, what, the world of consumerism <laughs> since I started working? <laughs> there are so many changes. Um, but what I'd like to say is what you've acknowledged. Uh-huh. I've, I've worked on both sides of the aisle, right? So I've been a buyer and I've been a seller. Before that, I ran stores. And, you know, whether we're looking outside of a market or at a market, they both have parallels. So mm-hmm. I, I think what I'll do is just kind of bring up three that come to mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, without giving away my age, we can say, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the biggest, I say that a lot, but then I tell people how old I am. So I don't know why I do that, but whatever. Um <laughs> One of the biggest areas of change uh, was that huge shifting we had to outsourcing, right? So we mm-hmm. had a huge shift to outsourcing that had a physical impact on both the inside and the outside of a market, especially the way the consumer purchased. And, you know, we still address those conversations today. And, you know, I, I know this may be a loaded statement, but mm-hmm. you know, in, in every change and every movement we make in every advancement in a certain area, we all have to kind of find those positives. And I, I feel like I feel like we do that. Um, and I feel like that is that is where we're coming out of. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We may be a little more isolated, but we're also a little bit more ingenious and a little bit more willing to try to find that silver lining. You know, you think about all those, those catchphrases and you and I come up with a ton of them and probably should create our own greeting card lineup at some point. But it <laughs> is right? It's time. It's time. Um, but it's true that there is usually a silver lining somewhere. Um, but then, you know, on, on, on the flip side, I think one of the more fun changes was the development of the startup. And mm-hmm. me, that began, you know, with the trunk show and, you know, those, those were starting, you know, those were decades ago and, but they opened yes. up the door, right? They opened up a door. They were a playing field for like so many new businesses to just create a foundation and follow a, a, a dream, right? Yeah. 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 And, and it's the maker and, you know, it's the ascent, the ascent of the maker. And to me, I've always thought it's a, a backlash to the digital age. Like everything's so digitized, it screens. Mm-hmm. Like I want something handmade and I want to know, I want to face on it. And I want to know the story of the person behind it. And, you know, that's so much of it. And it's such a, it was such a beautiful thing to witness uh, over the past. Definitely. And, and I mean, and it's still, it's still evolving now. Totally. And and that's the whole thing. Like every aspect we see, every, you know, new moment that we see in history, it doesn't stop there. There's somebody envisioning it in a new way and it's being developed even more. So you know, it, it's, it's, this is seen heavily within markets as well, because, you know, we sure. all have this huge growing uh, emerging brand section. And, you know, mm-hmm. that is what our retailers want to see. They want to see the new product. They want to know what's new and hot and what's out there. And we want to meet the the new designer makers who are creating the, these products. They've, this is like literally changed the game. I think it's, it's totally the game of retail. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the consumer mindset right now, I mean, we're so bifurcated, like nobody agrees on everything, but anything, but the consumer mindset is evolving so like quickly and in so many directions that, you know, the messaging is just so interesting and, you know, people, makers can really be original, um, 
100%. It's interesting. I mean, like I'm, I I felt like in Atlanta, I, you know, it really feels like we're moving away from, um, you know, gifts and stationery as a commodity and more like slow living. Like I'm starting to see, lifestyle. you know, slow living lifestyle. lifestyle. And, you know, you see it one way in the South, mm-hmm. but I know in New York, it's going to be so cool. And, you know, uh, I was just looking at all the little stationary brands that are going to be at New York now, and there's mm-hmm. no place like that for a showcase for these up and coming brands that are easy to shop. And you're getting eyefuls of uh, philosophies and different perspectives. It's, you know, that's why I love this market. I mean, and that, that just leads into my, my thank you for that beautiful segue, Sarah, because that just like leads right into like that, the the third point I was going to say is the evolution of social media, you know, and we can't not address this. And, you know, whether you're a specialty retailer or a big box, and just like you said, whether you're gift or lifestyle, we've called ourselves a lifestyle market for a while now, because it really is about promoting a lifestyle, whether Mm -hmm. you're selling pet products or whether you're a museum or gallery buyer, whether, you know, it doesn't matter, like whatever your category, whatever your demographic is, it's that social connection to creating those journeys and building those communities and educating you know, I mean, heck, companies now are just coming out and saying, what do you want to see? And letting their their customers say, I want this, you know, and that's, to me, a little ingenious. And mm-hmm. and then, of course, at market, we're all over this. And, and even from when I started at New York Now, and that was in 2018, to now, the social platform has changed, like, dramatically. So, yes. so yes. The, the the social aspect of it uh, through uh, has has is really able to highlight that product development. It's helped accessibility, those those new and organic business development entities. So like all of those changes are, are massive. And so I, I guess I would say that th- those are three channels that I think are like pretty loud over the last, you know, bunch of years. Again, I'm not going to tell you how long, but yeah. <laughs> no like, need, we don't need to talk about how old anybody is. is. <laughs> So yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I would go with that. Yeah, I think that's really, I mean, like I agree with it all. And I think uh, especially with the social media, I mean, like really it's about storytelling. Uh, the best feeds are about storytelling and the best brands know how, you know, have that, you know, understand how to turn a product into a story, into a right. video, into a TikTok, into a, right. you know, and uh, think about uh, all the new jobs that have just developed over this as well. So, like, you know, as as it's it's uh, you you think about the workforce and who's building onto it now. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. all the new avenues that you get to dive into now that weren't around when when we started doing our job hunting. Totally, totally. I can't tell you almost every client. I'm like, hire a young person to help you with your social media. <laughs> yeah. Like, get someone just out of college. They're going to totally know how to work everything. Like, yeah, and they will explain everything to you. <laughs> Definitely. So, so uh, finally, and if, and we sort of touched on this, um, but I'm thinking it might this question might like kind of give me a peek into the New York now market. Um, like, cause you're seeing everything that's going in and I'm not. Um, so finally, what are you finding interesting these days? What directions do you see our community and larger marketplace evolving into? Well, um, that is a good question. And again, another very thoughtfully loaded one. Um, I would, I don't know if you hear the New York. Yeah, that's a, she's in New York. Someone's honking the horn. You hear that? 
that's got to be Trader Joe's outside. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> um, so welcome to my world, people. Um, so I, I guess I would say giving more attention to one of the points that I just brought up that was mm-hmm. like the, the development of uh, the pop-up, you know? Mm-hmm. I know it's not new. I said we, you know, the whole trunk show thing has been going on for a very long time, but but to me, that was an aspect of transporting one's business into a landscape mm-hmm. that maybe they were not already in. So I see it as a roadmap of retail creativity. And, and then that led up to the pop-up, um, which you know came to grow exponentially in the late 90s. Um, yes. But then that continued to spur on so many new developments just to grow businesses across different industries. I mean, obviously... Real estate was able to benefit from that because they, mm-hmm. they had all these open storefronts. Right, right. right. So right. they were able to do a little little renting, little leasing out. But on a more beautiful note, businesses could test the waters without really investing in a store build out and a lease. So they mm-hmm. could try all these different regions and city locations, you know? Right. Totally. And it's and it's also like a blending of brands sometimes if it's a pop-up within a store. You know, it's like, let's try Greer in, what is it? Wolf and Badger. Yes. You know, like that's a, that's a really good example of of one that, that stayed, you know, but the great thing about pop-ups is that, you know, they can be structured however you want. It can be a week, it can be a month, it can be a, you know, it can, it can be a season. I I remember walking into stores that were, you know, a pop-up and it was newer for me. And I was like, what is this thing we call pop-up? And there are multiple brands in there. And lo and behold, that was like the first collective, you know what I mean? So yes, yes. So that was all part of this evolution and, and um, the, you know, this continued direction, you know, that we're Mm -hmm. talking about technology never stops. We're living in a very hybrid moment. And, and that, that is where I see us all evolving around. All marketplaces are looking to continue enhancing, streamlining, simplifying the act of conducting business for both the buyer and the brand into this fluid hybrid experience. And, and um, you know, I, I think it's most people should know by now we recently acquired Bulletin and, and we're mm-hmm. going to be showing our New York Now community what the next hybrid market transition for New York Now is. And, and everybody, please, I don't know when this is dropping. So. Um, I'm going to try to get it out before New York Now. That's my hope. Okay. Well, for <laughs> those who are hearing this maybe before New York Now, it's February mm-hmm. through 8th. For those who hear mm-hmm. about it afterwards, come check online and, and investigate uh, Bulletin and the Bulletin Pavilion, because what you're going to see is how mm-hmm. we're moving in to our hybrid future with Bulletin leading the charge, which I'm like really super excited about. There, there's going to be, if you're at market, and Sarah, I know you will be. I will be. There are going to be brand members there to connect with on both the buyer and the brand level. So you definitely should check it out. I mean, it sounds amazing. And as someone who is in, you know, an older generation, I won't say which one, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes there needs to be a little bit of explaining with the new technologies. And so I think at market, it's a great way to kind of show people, let them get comfortable with it. And, yep. um, and it, I mean, like, what a great way to roll out uh, 23. Like, I think it's, I'm really, really looking forward to, uh, this market and being in New York. I mean, there's nothing, I know I already said it. I'm going to repeat myself. You know, there's nothing like going to that New York market in February and kicking off your year like that. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, no, I am too. I mean, this, this is all what I find super interesting. I, I think it is literally mind blowing how creative our communities are and, and, and brands are upping their games. They're, 
there, there are these new emerging brands that are coming into the ballpark with a brand new perspective on development of product and the promotion of their brands alongside mm-hmm. of how you know, all retailers are conducting their business and, and utilizing a new path for mm-hmm. creating their customer journey. But, you know, you just touched on before too, let's not ignore the growing awareness that's falling on both sides of the aisle. Currently, mm-hmm. this is a very loud conversation right now is, is, you know, the new, it's the new generation of both buyers mm-hmm. and brands. It's Gen Z and, and how we connect with them and how to connect with them and, and, right. and how they're changing the face of retail and, and, you know, they really right. are the first digital native generation to, to have a, a, a great voice and taste and culture, right? And in some yes, yes. And, but yet, how beautiful is this? They still prefer to shop at physical stores. Right, right. They just want their um, technology experience to be very seamless and fast. Right. And they have certain expectations since they grew up in it in a way that um, we did not, right. I mean, I, I find it so interesting that there are stores that, you know, for those stores, there were stores that opened up during lockdown during 2021, yep. during 2022, a lot by young owned by younger proprietors and proprietresses. And, uh, you know, they might have started shopping on online platforms and now are transitioning into integrating physical trade shows. No, you you are- know, Spot on because you you just reminded me I was um, on a trip in San Diego and uh, I found this uh, I stumbled upon this amazing store I think it was called Field Guide mm-hmm. um, I, I I've, I've heard pers- of them I love the, the the types of stores that have the outdoors in you know I love mm-hmm. the green lush and then they have their own essence around it the the containers and the vessels were stunning I I did a store visit on them so if you scroll back okay you can I'm definitely find, find them. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I've never heard of you before. And I was talking and the, the, the gal who was the owner was quite young. And she said to me, yeah, I did this kind of backwards. I, I, I know I should have done a website first, but I did the store first. And, and my friend and I just kind of stood there like, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, cause it wasn't backwards for us. We started with the physical. Right, right. That's digital. that's the old fashioned way. <laughs> right, oh, right. Oh but you know, if everything old is coming back again, you know. <laughs> I know. And and I really do have to say, like it is an anything goes market. Like everybody is finding their strategy and doing their own thing and, and leaning in. I mean, there's a lot of consulting and how are you doing this? And this is what I'm doing. But you know, I I've never I've been in this industry a while, I'm not going to say how long. And, you know, I've never felt such a independent, like a spirit of independence in it where people are just sort of like, you know, forging their own path. I mean, it, there's a freedom and there's a real entrepreneurialism yeah. there. And it's, it's an exci- it's an exciting time. I mean, it always feels like an exciting time, but this is a really exciting time. It, it is. I mean, this, this is the next generation of retail and it is hybrid and it is going to be down to who does this best right? Because Mm -hmm. the younger generation, the younger consumer is looking for, again, a seamless process. Right. So that's going to be the ticket. It really is. It it is. It is. Because they're the the generation, you know, they're the shoppers of tomorrow. So if you're not going to, you know, at least try to accommodate them, like, what are you doing? All right. So I know you will be at market, Amy, and anybody who sees Amy at market needs to stop and say hello. Please do. Um, Seriously, please do. I love it. I really do. I love it. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Amy at New York Now. 
yeah, you can see all of Amy's store tours, um, all the paper plane cocktail stuff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and our episodes drop the 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the second Thursday of every month. Got it. All right. Thank you so much for coming here. Hopefully this was as painless. As, hopefully this was as painless as you hoped. Uh, I mean, honestly, this was a blast. I could keep talking. So we'll we'll flip the tables and uh, and surprise our guests with a um, a unique guest speaker on on our show. What do you say, Sarah? Ooh, I think I'm up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy, for dropping in the paper fold. It was such a treat to have you here for the second time when I actually somewhat know what I'm doing. While I tried to get this podcast up before New York Now, as you can see, that did not happen. By the time this episode drops, New York Now will have already occurred, at least the part that you visit in actual time and space. So now it goes back to existing in its hybrid, ever-evolving form. Meanwhile, you can catch Amy and I nerding out on all things gift and station on the Paper Planes Cocktail Hour podcast dropping the second Thursday of each month. Finally, thank you for listening. Again, our theme music is by the wonderful Sharon Glassman of Smile Songs. See and hear more at smilesongs.com. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you are so inclined. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there. Mm-hmm.